so welcome to today's meetup. This is the um, Coaching Tools and Tips meetup sponsored by Tandem Coaching Academy. And I'm Cherie Silas, and I'm your host for the meetup. And today we'll be having a session on adult HR. And Heidi Araya and Elena Vesaliva. Did I say that right? I, I mm -hmm. keep trying. Yes. This I, time with tonight. It took me like three years to get that name right. So I'm <laughs> How really long do we know tired. each other? Yes. So, um, and Elena Vesaliva will be a, um, doing a presentation today. And um, since they are better equipped to introduce themselves and it's boring to listen to someone read a bio, I'm going to let them do an introduction to themselves when they introduce their topic. But I have worked um, pretty extensively with both Heidi and Elena. They they both um, were in coaching classes with me. And um, so we worked together for um, at least a year, um, all of us, and I think Elena and I worked together for the last couple of years beyond that. So um, I'm happy to have them join. They're both really great coaches. And um, so I'll hand this over to you two and um, let you take it from here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sherry, for introducing us. It's really a privilege to be here. And it's also, I feel like, privileged because we are coming back to home of this amazing community, what it's really a privilege to be part of. Uh, what we would like to talk about, we would like to talk about Agile HR in remote age. We see the ultimate role of HR to enable and drive change on behalf of the business. This workshop is for everyone who would like to see Agile HR grow and succeed with Agile transformation. Let's ask Agilist to spread the word on how to ignite the role of HR in the Agile organization. This workshop is just a quick introduction to changes that HR should do in order to foster organizational resilience. The theme of this workshop is organizational resilience. I'm Elena Vasilieva. I'm a Scrum Alliance certified Agile coach and trainer. My focus on in extending agility outside of the just IT organization and engaging with marketing, customer support, and HR and agile transformation. I trained and coached agile HR in different sides of organization, from startups to the large-scale enterprise. I feel very excited about this workshop and an opportunity to support agile HR community in this challenging time. Heidi? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, so actually, it was where Elena and I first met for the first time in Sheree's uh, coaching classes. Um, so I've been working side by side with HR for folks as I was leading agile transformations for the past few years, um, reporting to C-suite and senior VPs directly. And I became aware of how important it is for HR to support executive companies in their transition to agile. And usually, they're not even included. Um, I worked with the first Agile teams at NASA Kennedy Space Center and other multinational firms and startups. Um, and I've also been working remotely and with distributed teams since 1999. Good. Then let me share back my our screen. And what we're going to talk about, we'd like to introduce our agenda for today. Um, and this is what we're going to talk about. 
how HR can support organization in complex and uncertain time, and what does agile HR and resilience has to do about? What, they, what bring them together? And what is the role of agile HR in developing resilience in organization? After about 45 minutes, we were thinking of taking 10 minutes break, and this is why we didn't update the slide. But now we think because we are a little bit on the shorter time and it's not so many people, uh, we'll be going without the break. But if needed, please let us know. And um, the last half of this workshop will be focusing on the HR function in a remote workspace. We would like to also allocate some time for Q&A. Um, before we started, uh, we are going to have very, very good conversation around the challenging topics, and we need to agree on some rules of engagement. Please take a look at the screen, and this is what we suggest for all of us, agreed on, and design our alliance around this rule of engagement. If you feel like some of this uh, wouldn't work for you, please put um, your hands up, raise your hand, or please post it in the chat your comments if you disagree. And when you speak for the first time, please um, say your name and be on video for us to know you more closely. Do we have anybody who is against this? Heidi, can you watch the chat? Um, nobody has posted anything in the chat. Okay, then we all agreed for us being here together and have fun. Now, when we introduced ourselves, let us hear from you. How do you feel today coming to this workshop? What is your mood in the moment? Uh, we do have 23 people on the call and I really would like to start the poll and see how it goes. Um, uh, you, you have the link here and I really encourage you to go to this link and I will activate the poll. Please. Let's see how the link is in the chat. Everybody who haven't seen it. Okay. Okay. Does it work? Yep. Okay, good. Then doing all this experiment now. Bear with me. Can everyone access the poll? Let me just post the link here again for those who just joined. This is what I see, <laughs> and forgive me my massive screen, it's my first time running this poll everywhere. It's just like I'm running experiment with this. But what I see, it's really interesting. We have a lot of happy people on the call, and all other good words, what we see, which describe how you feel today. But happy, it's definitely one on the top. Good. I'm 
stop sharing. I think it's very, very, very energetic for us to uh, have so many happy people on the call. And one other thing what I wanted to ask you, just share in the Zoom window, what is the biggest challenge working in HR today? Just a few words. If you are related to HR, if you're part of the HR organization, or if you're agile coach or scrum master who works with HR, what is your biggest challenge today working with HR? Please share in the Zoom chat. Um, HR has a bad name. It's uh, <laughs> someone, uh, individual incentives, rewards and recognition for individuals, keeping the team motivated, legacy tools and processes. Biggest challenge is getting people to trust them. They're the punishment people. Job descriptions. What great responses. Keeping the team involved. Well, we definitely have a lot. And I don't think we would have chance to go and answer all the questions. We would like to start with sharing with, sharing with you what we found out, Heidi and I, over the past two months while preparing in, for our training, what we put together, we had a chance and opportunity to interview HR professional from the HR community here in the US. And over the past two months, this is the biggest HR challenges what um, HR professionals uh, shared with us. And you can scroll through the screen, but this is definitely one of the topest one, what we were able to identify. And the question is now that all these challenging topics, they have been a challenging topics for the HR professionals for some period of time. But right now, in this particular time of crisis, social uh, crisis, health crisis, they became burning topics. Where and how HR professional can, can find answer for these topics? Well, as we see, we need to accept that work is changing at the speed of a tweet. We have to admit that the industrial age has developed people resilient to reality. Now, it's a time of crisis. People saying the VUCA world is for real. It is a real deal. You can read on the screen the tweets, which been quite recently posted after COVID hit it, that it's a real deal. This changes from the traditional to VUCA world require shifting to a different kind of organization. In order for the company to survive in the new transitioning world, company needs to be resilient. There's some company which are digital born and there is other who's struggling to catch up with the fast pace of change. We have examples of the company pivoting overnight to remote working, like digital born company, like Airbnb, Facebook, um, Netflix um, or others, uh, not just digitally born, but big company like banks, like Visa, Ericsson. But we also have company who really lay off people in the time of crisis and rely on the government support to survive because they don't know how to adapt. And this company are staying in the denial mode of what going around them in waiting to, uh, for, the, every, for the life to come back to normal. But would it be ever coming back to normal? And what does normal would be looking like? Well, you see the whales, uh, what we learn evolves from hyenas. It is not strongest of the species 
that survive, but the most intelligent one, but the one who most responsive to changes. And this quote kind of referring to what Darwin was saying, but I believe it's quite freely um, could be applying to the current situation. What we see now, if you are not strongest one, and if you are not surviving, surviving, then even for the strongest one, uh, burnout now is what we're dealing with. People exhausted, they increased really mental diseases all over around. In the workplace, we are dealing with depression and people being like, not just scared, but going really out of their comfort zone to figure out by themselves what to do. Psychological safety is really disturbing. Now we're talking, what will bring us back to who we are, human? Resilience, the ability to bounce back from challenging situation effectively and effectively adapt to changes and thrive. Quite recently, two weeks ago, Mary Poppendick published, 2020 has dawned as a decade that will be focused on the resilience, adaptability, and rapid response. The one, the person who created Agile Manifesto for software development, she is now saying, like, look ahead of you, to the era of the resilience, adaptability, and rapid response. Uh, here is the role of the human resources to support organization in agile transformation. Here's the role of the human resources, people organization, to step in and to build up resilience and support people um, with resilience, which is especially important in the complex work world. Why is it? What does it mean to you? Organizational adaptability, organizational resilience. What does it mean for you? We would like to send you to the breakout rooms and to have conversation. Please take a look at the screen and share with your small team members what this words organizational adaptability and organizational resilience means to you. And how, um, what example of the company you know, uh, who respond to changes in a book world, in agile way, creating organizational adaptability and organizational resilience. Awesome. So I'm going to open breakout rooms in just a moment. You'll see an invitation to join. So if you're comfortable joining breakout rooms, jump on in. And then if y'all can post those two questions in the chat so people can remember what they're talking about, that will be helpful. And what's the time box on the, on the uh, breakout room? We would like to have like four plus one, four minutes and okay. one minute warning. All right. Sounds great. To talk about this. Do we want to uh, have a main room conversation for those who didn't join? Uh, I don't know. 
usually people who show off just names, they connected by phone and they also connected on their um, other devices. I don't know if they just on the phone and somewhere in breakout rooms or mm -hmm. they're connecting from the devices. Hard to, for me to say. Hopefully they're somewhere or they will be chiming <laughs> in with their voices. In cyberspace. <laughs> this is where we are. Yeah. I, um, when I was doing these graphics, um, I thought about, you know, adaptability and, um, and uh, resilience because I live in Florida. And for me, uh, obviously a tree, I think about this every summer as hurricane season is now upon us and which trees are going to survive in the big wind. And um, of course, frogs are one of those that can survive in the, in the water or on land. So I think they're adaptable. I think you also draw this nice frog and this uh, water lilies because you have such a nice pond on your backyard. Right. And it's <laughs> for you. Yes, it is personal for me. Yeah. So we have a little bit discussion. So the, the thing is, time box is too small, right? <laughs> too short, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I'm you sorry for, for this being like very, very short discussion. And uh, this is why we wanted to ask you to spend one minute or less, just share with us uh, what was your finding? Uh, what is the example of companies who adapted and become resilient in this challenging time? Anybody wants to share? Restructuring organization has become like, you know, biggest challenge part. And I Yes, Tanmay. My friend Tanmay will explain. Yes, Tanmay. Go ahead. No, it's a different. I think uh, I look from a different aspect. Uh, also, the business model that whatever your product and services, they are relevant um, to the changing business need, and you are taking care of your people. Trust is very important. Uh, trusting people to do what needs to be done. Uh, that's one of the resilience. And uh, I always refer to Nassim Talib's work. I'm a very big fan of him. So I like that anti-fragile. That. Uh, whenever a black swan happens, you need to come out of that uh, much stronger way. So what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Good. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Well, and I like this word, what doesn't kill you make it stronger because it's related to the resilience. Mm -hmm. uh, if you become stronger person, but you burn out, what do you do? You're breaking. You became like... Yeah, just... uh, that is one aspect you mentioned. Sustainability is also very important. We should not burn out. We should be more sustainable. We don't need speed. We should slow down to do meaningful work. Good. Thank you for sharing. And what we found out here that based on this poll and what we learned, definitely this time, unfortunate time of COVID, was the time which ignited digital transformation. Uh, which created organizational resilience. Well, when we're talking about HR, we are talking that HR is the voice of the organization. How HR supports organization depends what kind of organization it supports to. HR supports hierarchical organization by creating processes and procedures and managing people, creating instructions, documents, in, in Agile organization, HR serves as a central hub for people, supporting collaboration between different teams and focusing on business goals. 
a child becomes agile by shifting mindset from managing people and performance to creating an environment with a focus on business goals and human creativities. Transitioning from defining roles and responsibility to fostering continuous learning and focusing on meaningful contributions. It sounds like it is not real, but we do have examples of the organization who are real. Like I can share my examples, which I admired. It's company like Maersk. They created amazing HR, agile organization, people organizations. Company um, like Heidi, please share your examples. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, so Morningstar Tomato Processing Company is the largest tomato processing uh, company in the world, and they have been operating on such a system since the mid-90s, entirely network system. Um, of course, Zappos is a famous example. Uh, but even places like ING Bank, which does have hierarchy, is still incorporating uh, agile HR practices. So it doesn't have to be completely just, you know, network system with no hierarchy altogether. Good, like it's really happening. Transitioning from the process-oriented and transactional HR to creating con conditions for people to perform and to be happy. HR is the voice of the organization, the voice of happy people. And now we would like to check with you. Please speak up or post in chat. Do you know of any other companies outside what we mentioned, Heidi and I, where HR department became the voice of happy people? We would like to hear from you. Please post in the chat or speak up and introduce yourself when you speak up. Do you know Happy People Organization? No one's speaking up so far. Has <laughs> anyone, I'm, I'm actually curious, so has anyone, part, oh, someone posted Spotify. Has anyone partnered up with HR in their company perhaps to chat with them about creating engagement? Someone else, uh, Rashida, posted WD40 Southwest, Angie's paste posting. So there are some examples that people know of. LexisNexis. Thank you. So we do have a few examples here. Adobe. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Um, what does it mean to change in mindset and to become an agile HR? HR team has to engage in a new way of thinking. And it will create a new behavior. And from this behavior, we can create a new organizational culture. From managing processes and procedure to creating organizational culture, human resource team needs to be a role model and a navigator of a new organizational culture. And how this culture looks like. For us as agilists, we're saying that Agile Manifesto defines the values that guide the new way of thinking and working in complex world. There is four values, as we all know, but we found out, and we are part of the community of the Agile people who understand that individuals and interaction or processes and tools, first principles of Agile Manifesto, apply the most to human resources. And from my perspective, I would even put it interaction and individuals of processes and tools because human resource organization is taking care 
about interaction and building network between individuals. Um, well, now when we're talking about individuals, who actually we are referring to? I found this quote, uh, I found this post on the internet and it shocked me before even comments when I went through the comments. It was like guy, like his name is Brad Miller, CEO of Evorness Technology, who openly posted in the time of the crisis that his business, which is subscription-based software, which spy on employees. And Miller said, hundreds of companies a week, three times the normal interest, are now asking about using the employee surveillance tool. He called it financially unresponsible for companies not to keep a close eye on their employees' daily work. And he said, managers feel completely entitled to know what their workers are, are doing. And there, he said, it's silly to say, I just trust them and close my eyes and hope for the best. I think Brad definitely refers to his employees as a robot. A robot who will not create resilience. They will break and he will get a new one. But he is not alone. Whom we're hiring, whom we're talking about, whom we would like to have as a part of our tribes. A robot can execute on the task he's giving, but a robot is not able to have empathy and to be inspired by the company values. A robot is not resilient or adaptive to changes in the complex world. A robot will not support resilient organization. Whom do you want to hire for your agile organization? Would you like to hire for the task execution or do you want to find people inspired by the company vision? What would, be, what would you do differently to hire for the resilient company? How would you like to hire a person to fit into your culture? It's time to base hiring decision less on credentials and set skills, but more on the motivation and ability to collaborate and learn. Now we would like to send you to small breakout rooms and to have conversation. Five minutes. Why, what way of hiring is more resilient? Traditional or agile? What will you do? What will you keep doing? And what could you start doing more of the hiring process to create a resilient organization? Please have this discussion and come back and we will share our findings. All right. Awesome. And if you can post those questions, it looks like you did already in the chat. That way people, you will um, all have them when you go to rooms. I'll open the breakout rooms and you should receive an invitation to join. I think um, I had lots of experiences of interviews in the past uh, five months. <laughs> right, Elena? Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> I think you can now have another model in our training 
about your personal experience and based how uh, recruiters treated you. And uh, I'm really curious how people feel when they have all this virtual recruiters, digital bot, just scrolling to the set of typical, what they call interview compliance questions, yeah. making them feel like you are small nail in the big toolbox or your small wheel who is charming just to fulfill certain function, part of the machinery, but definitely not being the person who has knowledge and being inspired to join the company like, on yeah. the mission. I can tell even from one of the most famous companies that claims to hire on, um, to hire on um, what do you call values, that I just, I felt very judged during the hiring process. I felt like I was a number that there was nothing different about my experience than probably, you know, any other number who went through the, the same hiring for that, that role. And um, in comparison to the, the role that I ended up taking, um, which, um, you know, it was interesting because they, they were hiring on values and I knew, and I could tell that our values matched up and, um, and they, they told me, actually, it's not what you can do now that we care about. We just care that you're fit in our organization and you'll find out what you're going to do on your, on your own. <laughs> so, of course, this is the one I ended up with. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very often looks like we're interrupting people and bringing them back to the main yeah. room, cutting <laughs> off. Uh, on the very, very exciting and engaging conversation, but we need to be very um, conservative for our timing and respectful for that. This is why we would like to continue. And we would like to ask you to share your individual reflection. Um, what kind of change do I have to make to create resilience for myself, for my team, for my company? Um, would you be willing to post it? Uh, on the in Zoom chat or speak up, how you can apply the results of your discussion to yourself and make these changes to become more resilient personally for your team and for your company. Shrikanth posting, look for behavioral fit while hiring. Anybody wants to share? Um, I could say that I think uh, first on yourself you have to understand that making mistakes is not something actually bad as long as you learn from them. So I, I think uh, first, of all, first of all installing a culture in yourself that you know you, uh, lessons are more a part of learning and, um, and giving that kind of attitude, showing that kind of attitude in your team as well in the company, uh, leading by example, so that others can pick it up and create, create a culture within the organization as well. So after, after you learn that, you know, from learning from mistakes is fine, then you can uh, get the resilience to move on and not get stuck in, um, in the past. Thank you, Inga, thank you for sharing. Um, and Angie, thanks Angie, you said keep constant watch, that is continually look for improvements in how people are doing. Go beyond the job titles and focus on becoming cross-functional, says Amit. 
Good. It seems like some of these activities, what we are identifying for ourselves, for our teams, for the company, should be driven and should be driven by HR as a voice of the organization. Now, <laughs> I would like to pass it to Heidi and to share with us, what do you think, Heidi, how can HR show value during this economic downturn? What exactly they should be doing to dwell into what we reflect on? Well, actually, so we see that it's a mindset shift is the key, right? Um, and that's how HR could show its value during economic downturn has become a driving force for the organizational uh, transformation and really a voice for agile transformation because of course, just like our little wristband that we posted here in the slides, it's about organizational resilience. Um, and that's how HR can really become uh, impactful during this time, especially. So um, we have this, another little activity here. So if you wanna join the breakout rooms, this is gonna be a little longer exercise. Um, and so, uh, I, I actually have this, um, I can upload this uh, diagram into the, as a file. So give me a, a moment and I will do that. So for right now, just pick three uh, cards that seem meaningful for you. Um, which of these resonate with you and maybe jot them down. So just spend a minute doing that. Um, and we will put you in breakout rooms. And Elena, do you, how many people would you like in this breakout? We have total 20 participants. Let's see, like four breakout rooms. And I would like to add for around this um, cards, what you uh, see, we call it agile people principles. They all been developed based on the first value of the agile manifesto, uh, interaction and individuals over the processes and tools. And they've been developed by organization agile people, community which started in Sweden, officially published last summer um, in 2019. And this is how they break down values to principles. And these principles we should apply for HR functions and processes. And the exercise is choose these principles, look at the current HR functions and processes. What could you apply to this to change it, to become more agile? Thank you, Elena. So I'm uh, posting. So here's the graphic for use in the rooms. Uh, you can feel free to stay in the main room um, and we can chat about them in the main room if you don't want to join your breakouts. All right, yeah, I have opened the breakout rooms. And it's a little bit longer this time, seven, seven minutes. They want to stay with us, Amit, and have discussion, or they want to join breakout rooms? We cannot hear you, you're mute.
we have we have Wilma and Amit with us. We can have the discussion. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you have if you want to. Um, there's a bunch of people left here in mm -hmm. the room, so. Yeah, we can just have a chat. Um, well, the one that sits top of my mind today as I'm looking at this list um, is diversity, right? Because we, because of, of, of everything that's happening uh, around us right now. So last week this was different <laughs> for me. I, I'm always fascinated by collective intelligence. I mm -hmm. think HR has so much to say in learning and development and creating these processes to foster learning and development in organization and it's officially scope of their work, what is HR for? But what about collective intelligence? Not individuals mm -hmm. development, but collective intelligence. What HR can do about that? Well, we know it's a topic of interest because people were posting this was their challenge about measuring individual goals versus, uh, you know, so if you have collective intelligence, uh, how, how do you have individual goals for that? So yeah, I think that's, that's something that's resonating too. Vilma Amit, would you like to speak up? and say something? I was looking at the card for self and open leadership. I think that's very important to drive yourself um, overall in tasks and be up to date with whatever is happening in the company and be ready to kind of offer help or suggest any ideas and open leadership as well, like making sure that everyone knows that you're there. Um, if suddenly a change is happening and uh, yeah, something like that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so as I'm gonna post something in the chat. Um, so I'm a co-founder of Open Leadership Network and there are eight patterns. Uh, so Elaine and I are gonna bring this into a future training of um, patterns that you can use to encourage self and open leadership and how you can enable those. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. I see. Yeah, go ahead, Amit. I see you now. Unmute. Yeah, unmute because I had to join from my mobile. Uh, I, I was kind of crippled. I couldn't join the breakout room. Somehow my Mac died. And yeah, I just had to rely uh, on mobile connection. So not sure how, how is the audio quality. Uh, but yeah, uh, what I, I, I feel uh, in this COVID time, uh, transparency is one thing. Uh, most of the time, uh, we get to know HR uh, when a critical communication has to come from the leadership. Uh, so it usually uh, gets routed through HR by means of policies. So there is seldom uh, informal chat and in uh, kind of the discussion with, uh, give you a feeling of inclusion. Uh, especially if you are uh, working in a, uh, a major company which is uh, having, let's say, hundreds of thousands of employees. So uh, by the nature of the volume, it is quite evident that uh, HR is uh, probably not as engaged uh, with the smaller product companies. Uh, but still, uh, I feel uh, whenever there is uh, this kind of situation, there is a need of uh, 
HR to uh, put forth and uh, give that sort of confidence to the people because the psychological safety, which has been rightfully mentioned, uh, that uh, goes a pretty uh, hand in hand in my point of view uh, with the transparency which HR tries to bring in uh, about the overall company's policies and uh, leadership thought process. Uh, so it, uh, from my point of view, transparency would be uh, the first one. Uh, and then, um, yeah, uh, by means of uh, adopting uh, various practices, they could uh, give that psychological safety uh, to the people uh, and uh, working uh, towards building a cross-functional teams. That, that would be my three takes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I would like to ask Shiri, because Shiri, you have such incredible experience in this. What do you think? What, what kind of principles would apply for HR from your perspective? Um, I think all of them, all of these up here, definitely go with HR. And um, so a big one, I think, is adaptability because the way HR was done in the past um, was kind of HR was over there and the rest of the world was over here. And now um, many companies are realizing that HR is a part of a cross-functional leadership team in the organization. So HR is, instead of there being an HR department, you actually have a HR partner in your organization and they, they live there. They actually sit in your organization. They're a part of the leadership team in the organization and they are, they are helping um, the, the, um, your actual organization to do that adaption. So when I experienced the, this for the first time, it was pretty amazing because um, the HR partner was a part of the organization. We worked with our HR person and completely redid everything. We, we rewrote job descriptions. We looked at compensation structure, the way we interviewed, they partnered with us to do an innovative um hiring approach and interviewing approach with group interviews and um, scenarios and role plays and games and videos and all kinds of things. Um, and it was because that person was a part of our organization and lived there. Had we been in the old structure where HR was over there and you just called them when you needed something, we would have never gotten that kind of partnership. Like being HR, being real business partner for the business unit or technical unit whom they work with. It's really a must to have. It's not nice to have. It's part of the structure change. Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing. And the groups are going to be back in about 45 seconds. Well, then we'll hear from them. Thank you. You know, um, when we were talking about transparency, I can't remember who told it to me now uh, and it was resonating so much like a lot of executives and leadership want teams to have all the transparency in the world like you are transparent from the team up but there's no transparency from leadership down and so I wanted to make the point transparency is you know every everywhere up down across otherwise and this, this person used it like it's a creepy one-way mirror <laughs> otherwise oh and that, that just stuck with me when she said that 
All right, everyone is now back. Great. Anyone have anything they'd like to share as a takeaway from their uh, top idea? Yes, uh, may I speak up? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, well, uh, what emerged from the room and from my experience too is that uh, transparency is uh, a quite important principle because uh, increasing the visibility of work among uh, team members and organizations on members more broadly, uh, often results in increased trust between colleagues that we are all doing hard work and our part for a shared goal and purpose. And uh, this also results in uh, uh, increased uh, commitment and uh, better outcomes. So, uh, from uh, my perspective, transparency is a principle that uh, may be a contributive factor for many others. Thank you for sharing. Good. Yeah. We'll move on, right? Yeah, we can move on. So this is what we were saying. HR needs to adapt. Companies who cannot adapt and create re resilience, they will not survive in this VUCA world that we have today. Um, recent research was showing that 41% of executives believe their businesses will not survive if their business does not undergo digital transformation. This was before coronavirus. 37% of HR professionals say it's diff getting difficult to recruit talent. Um, and now we are working in a global connected virtual workspace. What can we do? HR can set up a remote um, central hub for people in this uh, connected workspace. And actually, Elaine and I worked together at Tenable where we created such a workspace um, and to engage with the company mission. And uh, we, we provided them with the tools to do that. Um, so this is something that we created along the way. They included remote meetups, celebrations, tools to connect with employees randomly. One of them was called Dona. Uh, we put out surveys. Um, and it caused us to help people to connect better in this virtual uh, workspace, to help our distributed organization feel engaged and fulfill that work. So HR is the driving power of the organization to be able to adapt to this new environment. It looks like we will not be going back to work anytime soon. Uh, the more we hear about this and other companies have decided to go remotely for extended periods of time through the end of the year and some forever. They, they are deciding they're not going back. Um, Research is now showing that 65 to 75% of folks, if not more, will want to stay working remotely after this is over. Um, so this is HR really, really has to do something differently. Um, and uh, companies like Zapier and GitHub, and there's lots of remote companies that, that, are, that are working in this way. So um, creating a remote people hub is something that HR can do. And you can, if you are an agile coach, you can work with your HR partner um, establishing close ties and relationships at work increases engagement, according to many, uh, many polls, including Gallup poll. Companies need to engage their remote employees in the same way they would do if they were on site. You oftentimes have someone leading 
meetups and uh, celebrations and events or an office manager, someone to lead these events on site. Who's doing it for your remote and distributed workforce now? Um, so my title at my previous job, one of the, the titles was remote hub leader, and I was caring for the needs of the remote workforce and the distributed teams. So how do we do that? We had platforms, um, tools like Slack, Donut, which um, integrate with Slack to pair, pair people randomly, Miro, Mural, Zoom, of course, and there are a myriad of tools now. Um, so these, it's, it's a, not about the tools though, right? It's about how, you, how they enable this collaboration and communication to happen in this virtual connected space. How can we help leaders communicate with their employees and have ongoing feedback loop and not uh, like Brad Miller of the company that likes to sell software to spy on folks, um, not, have, not be that company because that will not help people feel their best at work. Well-being, like we talked about burnout, how will you check on their emotional state? We did um, happy hours. Um, their company's now doing online yoga. We did uh, brown bags and lunches and et cetera. You can do those in a virtual space too. It's about finding out what do your employees want in your specific scenario um, and creating a culture of safety, right? How can we bridge the gap of cultural and global differences in the remote space? And this is going to become a much larger topic as more and more companies move to remote workspace. So um, I mentioned a few things that we did um, and that I've learned over the years, but I'd love to know um, what other practices have you adopted while working remotely? Um, you know, we had like, is some things on this list. What what other things have you um, have you tried or done? Post in this in the Zoom chat or uh, or or feel free to chime in if you have a different experience that you'd like to share. And we kind of closer to the end of our time allocated for this. And we are agilists. We would like to start some time and finish in time. If you want to speak up, please do that. Uh, or we can also share with. Communities of practice. Oh, trivia yeah, night, what? happy hour. Angie is sharing. Thank you, Angie. Uh, communities of practice quiz nights. Thanks, Vilma. <laughs> Texas bingo. I know I have to look up Texas bingo. Um, thank you for sharing. Cool. Um, so this is our statement, right? HR must begin to think and act differently in order to create resilience. We heard about your challenges with HR and you posted them in the chat. So part of doing this will be turn around and be proactive and listen and learn from employees to the top, uh, top needs and challenges and explore these new communication and collaboration processes. We can't be prescriptive, but we can ask you to work with HR to say, what are these going to be and how do we develop them to make sure that we are being, uh, we're supporting employees to be as productive as possible and uh, support positive ways of measuring outcomes over hours work. Okay. So we're gonna pause here and uh, ask if anyone has questions. I see you continuing, uh, other folks have posted book clubs, estimation techniques, and try out new things, uh, leadership movie clubs, oh, that's cool. Wiki for org-wide knowledge management, that's also a great idea, thank you. And um, so we're gonna uh, 
share that we have this training coming up July 16th through 19th. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, virtual, of course, um, register on this URL. The URL will probably be changing as we're moving to a new platform, um, but this is our training. And um, so probably you can stop sharing, Elena. I'll post the link in the chat and then we can ask uh, the audience if they have any, they'd like to ask us any questions or, or have any feedback for us. Yeah, I just wanted to add about training that all information will be posted on Tandem, Tandem Academy and you can learn more from future announcement from this meetup, tools, Sheree's meetup, coaching tools. All right, well, thank you. Anybody have questions that you want to ask um, Heidi and Elena about Agile HR while we have them? Can I ask something? Sure. Please. So from the coaching point of view, uh, since we kept uh, coming back to the coaching one, uh, so, and uh, from the agility point of view, uh, as we all know that mindset is very important uh, for us to have uh, a good mindset and a proper mindset for that matter. So how do you see that HR would be helping the team in terms of changing their mindset? and adapting to change. Can I answer this question? Being a role model, being the voice of changes, to create their own agile organization and reach out to the people as a business partner, as a partner, to create cross-functional teams where agile HR is part of the HR a part of the Agile organization. We had this discussion in our break room when Shiri shared examples how she worked with HR and helped HR to become part of Agile organization. You know, this Gamba principle, like go to people and listen to them, be part of their voice, become their voice, work with them, not as HR in silos, but be part of their business unit their technology unit, be a partner. And uh, it's fair to say that HR organizations in the company, what we mentioned, which became Agile HR, they're already doing this. They have this network of the HR business partners who focused on creating employees engagement. And they set up this network of the like, community who support organization and create resilience. And this is only one way. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Elena. Um, so I, I'd also like to share what I did. Um, and I set up a regular meeting with my HR partner once I was uh, you know, onboarded at my previous companies. And um, it turned out that we had a lot to say to each other and they wanted to, it was their idea to keep a regular ongoing chat on the books. Um, and so understanding, you know, from the challenges that I was seeing in the teams and then sharing some ideas of what they can do. And then that began to change some policies. And in two, two companies, I was able to start an innovation day and let, um, and let teams have time to work on whatever made them, uh, you know, whatever made them happy to work on or whatever made the workplace a better uh, workplace. Um, and so starting little small initiatives and getting HR's buy-in to do those is uh, it also really works. Thank you. Yeah. 
Any other questions? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you so much, everyone who joined this conversation. We are really looking forward to stay connected. And if you have any questions, please reach out to us on LinkedIn for the meetup messaging. Just, I know a couple of you personally, please reach out and let's have this conversation and let's ignite the role of the Agile HR in Agile information. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Awesome. Thank you, Elena, and thank you, Heidi. And so just a reminder, this is the Coaching Tools and Tips Meetup, and we have another meetup scheduled in two weeks um, at this same time, and that one is going to be on Agile funding and budgeting. And um, we look forward to seeing you there and wish you a great weekend. So thanks for joining. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.